Sunshine Pinchers, welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I have Jimmy here with me, and no, you did not hear incorrectly. Um, I decided to switch things up. I so funny story. Basically, this week my bio at work went up on our like work website, and it's like really exciting now because if you look at the website, it says like meet Dr. Wang. But I also realized like I mentioned my podcast in there, and like I just don't want patients to like listen to this and judge me for saying bitches. I don't know. So, anyways, now it's Rise and Shine Pinchers. Anywho, Jimmy, how are you doing? So you're telling them that you've upgraded them from being bitches to, to pinchers. They're all pinchers now. <laughs> what was that thing I sent you when I was looking at? Oh, uh, it was <laughs> a vaccine. Uh, the vaccine for Ellie for uh-huh. Lyme oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the way that it tells you to dog, not give Ellie. to pregnant dogs, it, it just says, this is not recommended for pregnant bitches. <laughs> so anyways, we are here to answer your chief complaints of the week. First, though, we have our own chief complaint. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy and I were kind of corroborating before this. Um, our chief complaints are intertwined into one because a very big life change happened recently, mm-hmm. which was um, your girl finally started working. But I mean, this is my first like actual adult, like final destination job. So this is my first real taste. I, well, I guess rotations was a taste of the nine to five. <laughs> I'm just it's all right. saying. I've long known that you weren't really meant for like the 40 hour work week. Like a nine to five every day. Oh my God. I literally like, I, I've almost been dreading it for you, like secretly. I just, I'm like, I don't she want will you guys not to be judge able to me. handle this. Like, I can't handle this. You guys know, I, I know how to work hard. You guys know this. But anyways, long story short, Jimmy and I's complaints is that I started my like real dentist job and man, is it hard. I, how is, how do people live like this? Like every single day for so many hours, so much stress, and then you come home. Like, so what Jimmy and I noticed is, okay, from my perspective, I'm like, oh my God, like my energy is so severely depleted. And then from Jimmy's side, he's like, oh my God, who's going to like cook dinner now? I have to. I mean, I, I used to do a lot of the cooking and stuff during the dark soft. dental school days. You got soft I got soft this past in like month. The, just in the last month. Like Connie got soft in terms of, you know, working and everything. And I got soft in terms of being like, oh, she makes me nice meals. Yeah. Um, Jimmy would come home from work and I'd be like, ooh, do you want to try this new soup I tried? This stew? This risotto? I'm like, this is fresh and hot on the table. And now mm-hmm. I come home and we're like. What do we eat? This We're week? adjusting to a new schedule. Yeah. Oh my god. Remember in COVID when everything was our new normal? Mm-hmm. These in these unprecedented times. Yeah. That's this what this, this feels is like. our unprecedented new normal. <laughs> good. As we have a pretty be. good life. Yeah. No, we have a pretty good life. Um. But anyways, that is what's going on with us. So now onto your chief completes <laughs> chief complete of the week. Let me pull this up. So your chief pancakes. So basically, today's episode is kind of going to be like an adult friendship episode because we got three different specific questions on friendships. One, how to make friends after moving to a new state and graduating. Two, how to make work friends when you don't really get to see like the same coworkers every day or like it feels like it's hard to get yourself settled into work friends. And also how to keep in touch with old friends better. Let's start with making new friends in after moving to a new state and graduating. So my best piece of advice with this is, I think like with this, you can work a little smarter and not harder in the sense that some people will do like Bumble friends and that's fine. It's like kind of starting from scratch and just it's fresh, it's a nice fresh pool. But I think one way to work smarter is take your existing friends or maybe even family and ask them if they know of anyone 
<clears throat> that lives in your current new place or even if they know of anyone who knows of anyone who lives in your new place like chances are someone that you already know knows through the grapevine like someone that's in your city and that way that's a good way to meet someone that you already know will probably be compatible just because especially if they're just a friend of your friend having mutual friends it's, it's almost like a good litmus test for if you would get along or not I'll, although i'm assuming a lot of people might move to places where they don't have a mutual connection i but i think the key is to try you have yeah, to no, start I think somewhere it, i think it's good to attempt that and by sure. starting somewhere with someone that you already know at least then that might get you farther although i do have friends that tried bumble friends and like they have found success with that mm -hmm. there's always like joining the facebook groups like one of the um one of the groups i join is called bitches of boston betches of boston and it's, it's, a, it's a mishmash. It's a hot mishmash of a lot of different things. There's people being like, hey, help me move my couch. And then there's people being like, hey, help me like edit this picture. But every once in a while, you'll find a good nugget of like people looking for friends. And they'll post about themselves. And you can comment and find friends that way. Um, or I think another good place is if you have a communal uh, like service person. So what I mean by that is like a communal hairdresser that you always see. Or if you have like a nail lady that you always see. They kind of know you, honestly, as a friend. They know you inside and out. So by asking your nail lady or asking your hairdresser, like, do you know anyone that I could be friends with? Honestly, that's a good way to meet friends too, I think. I don't know. I don't think I would ask my barber if he... That's because you're a boy. Get out of this conversation then. <laughs> okay, okay. No, maybe my hairdresser has like introduced me to other people that oh, I've like yeah. literally met. I almost invited a girl to be on my podcast. I should follow up with her to be on my podcast. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like you don't get it. Hairdressers are like a place of community. Okay. I, I don't get it. Yeah. The barber's den doesn't do that. Okay, so then what's your great idea? I don't have a great idea. <laughs> Okay, honestly, I like your idea, though. Thank you. I'm not shooting it down. I'm just saying it. This, honestly, Jimmy I'm and shocked. I, this whole entire episode on adult friendships, I must specify, Jimmy and I, we don't really have all the answers to. I think this is like one of the first few episodes where I looked at Jimmy and I was like, it's important that we address this because I want everyone to that asks to feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. But it's also very important that we specify uh, we are actively trying to figure this out, too. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'd say that everyone is maybe our generation is having even more trouble with it than in general because we just kind of went through all that covid stuff too well also we grew kinda, up with the internet that's right, like you right. know we kind of just like tend to hide behind like it's easier than ever to like not have to go out to make friends like because there's so much connection online mm -hmm. but we do need like in real life connection that's something that i've been learning in my nervous system class that all humans really need to be healthy but that gets put on the back burner because we think we get connection satisfied like at work and stuff like that mm. but it's it's really not the same like we, we need a true connection outside of work i think what makes connections hard after schooling is that when you're in school you kind of all have a common mission and it is actually like advantageous for you to make friends like everyone knows that like you make friends you get resources you get companionship you get support and so in school not only are you surrounded by like-minded people on the same path with the same interests same age it's kind of like you all like want like it's it's easier than ever to become friends like in science terms you know how like with biology and enzymes there's like a catalyst and like activation energy and stuff i feel like in school the activation energy required to make friendships is so low the bar is so low you walk down the hallway you can make a new friend right mm -hmm. whereas in an adult friendships like in the real world the activation energy to make friendships is so much higher because all of a sudden it's like you're not connected to anyone in particular by this mm -hmm. common bond and you truthfully like don't feel like you need them because it's not like you need friends to like study together with or to do something together with you know right uh, and i think i think for me my issue with 
making adult friendships is like sometimes I feel that nice warm fuzzy connection uh-huh. and I can't tell if they're feeling it too and I kind of feel like I'm back in middle school trying to get a girl to like me oh uh, but now it's it just like out? some guy named Jeff that yeah. like I ran into I don't know it didn't work out I haven't talked to Jeff that's tough um <laughs> not sure who Jeff is uh it, like it's that like kind of that next step that you kind of have to take from mm-hmm. having like a one-off kind of interaction with someone you've met to being like hey what if we did this again yeah <laughs> either like do you want to repeat this <laughs> right like i think like there's something inherently like a little awkward about that like yeah. one person's probably a little more interested than the other uh no one's ever hitting me up no one's like (laughs) popping the question to me oh god jimmy's gonna start spiraling okay so you know what's (laughs) one thing though that's good about this whole situation is i feel like you know with relationships you're looking for the one right or like a lot of people are looking for the one you only get one but with friendships you don't really have to put that much pressure on yourself you can have Mm -hmm. a lot of different friendships like go into it kind of thinking too like it's okay if we're not besties it's a starting point and hey maybe they know someone i'm big on this whole network thing and i think Another thing that makes us feel like we're not as successful, like, and I, people in general probably might relate to this. There's a lot of like TV shows that show groups of friends yeah, all like hanging friends. out. Like, <laughs> friends, How I Met Your Mother, like Seinfeld. they're always hanging out at the bar like every day after work. That's not something that people, most people, have the social energy to do. Yeah. So chances are, like you're, like you're not gonna have a squad. They're like setting you us had up back in college or high school. Yeah, they're setting us uh, up for failure with that. And I think. You know, kind of re-examining what you think about as a friendship, I think, is important. It doesn't have to be someone that you're hanging out all mm. the time with. It doesn't have to be someone you'd even invite to your wedding. Mm-hmm. But there could be people that are just fun to grab a drink with when you both have the time. Yeah. Because you get along well enough. Um, and it's, you know, there's not a lot. You, know, you need low pressure friendships yeah that are understanding that you know kind of makes sense i think the thing that's like really hard is that when you're starting out also like in a new place it's kind of like everyone has different standards for friendships like we said Mm -hmm. like some people have very strict requirements where they're like we need to hang out all the time and then some people are like we never really need to hang out and so you kind of need to be clear going into looking into friendships like what you're looking for like jimmy said because that will help save you from heartache of like making connections that like aren't ultimately like a good fit you know yeah like don't force friendship where it's because then it's not gonna be fun like that's the whole point of friendship is to like have it be effortless and fun which okay i think this can segue us into our second question how to make work friends when you don't see certain co-workers every day jimmy has a really good experience with that because he just changed jobs oh yeah and I, I so i went from a job that had a ton of people the same age as me and we all had similar interests because we were all psych pharmacists uh so that kind of made things really easy to hang out outside of work uh we a lot you know we had a lot of get-togethers after work where we'd go to the brewery down the road and hang out and commiserate about how the day was and i would do that with some of the people that i worked with on the unit too but the in this ambulatory care setting it's a lot more isolated there's not really the opportunity to make those plans for outside work but i think one thing that people should capitalize on is any kind of work events that they have that are kind of more bonding related like we have a potluck yeah just like push yourself to like do these things uh there was i had a work barbecue i think my first week at this new practice Mm -hmm. and i was nervous as hell to go i was so proud that you went honestly uh but i still went 
and I sat there and I had some uncomfortable interactions, like not genuinely uncomfortable, but just kind of like it's always going to be uncomfortable. Talk. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that we have to wire in our brain in many areas of life, even not just friendships. It's just that discomfort does not mean that something is wrong or bad for you. If anything, discomfort, you know, at the gym or when you're like learning new things or mm-hmm. starting a new job, this discomfort is all part of the process and it will lead you to more comfort in the future. So definitely try to push through that. Um, I think something that's important too to feeling like either starting a new job or like moving to a new place or whatever, something that's essential I think to feeling like you're at home is like what I call like casual relationships. So for example, I had my best friends in dental school, right? But a lot of the stuff that I also miss is not just them. I miss like the police officer that used to stand by the lobby that I saw day in, day out. Uh. I miss the dispensary lady, the cutest thing. And I just, I I miss her so much. I saw her every single day. And so I think it's important to not like, to give credit to those casual side relationships. And you can do that every day. That means like tomorrow when you go into your hospital or go into your new job, like take the time to like say hi to the police officer, make small talk, ask him how he's doing. When you go in and see the lunch lady, ask them how they're doing, find out what their names are. The more casual connections that you'll make at work or school or whatever, the more comfortable and at home you'll feel. And eventually, it's going to feel so good when you're walking in. You're like, hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, Marlene, how are the kids? Like, create that. Yeah, you just have to kind of go out of your way a little bit to just say hey to these kind of characters in your life. Exactly. The side characters. Thank you. They're the the recurring characters. Like, they are so important. They're there. You see them in the background. (laughs) They're not quite extras because they're... uh, They're recurring, yeah. You see them every day. You're not best buds going out for drinks, but yeah. you can uh, you know, talk to Maria, the lunch lady, and say weird things to her and make her laugh. And, and maybe she'll give you maybe, a cupcake or something, uh, you know? Or maybe she'll not charge you for salad dressing. She never not charged. Uh, she always charges you? Yeah. But she was sad on my last day. You know what's a crime? To charge for oyster crackers. Is, is that what they are? Like, you yeah. know, like the little crackers that go into soup? It is a crime to charge for those. The Aubon Pain that I went to dental school at, um, they used to not, but now they do. This is on topic. Anyways, go. <laughs> Find someone that <laughs> am, feels just I, as passionately I, about this. I'm this cutting, is one way to make friends. I'm cutting her off. No, that's one way to make friends is to like commiserate with random people. Be like, oh my God, the price of these crackers. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so you'll <laughs> make casual relationships that way. Okay, and then the last one is how to keep in touch with old friends better you know what i've realized because this is something that i suck at (laughs) Mm -hmm. again second disclaimer of the episode these are things that jimmy and i really do struggle with so this episode is more about me commiserating with you and like helping you guys come up with solutions and also for myself um something i realized is whenever you have a big moment in life for me for example it's starting a new job i think like one way to keep your friendships alive is to like reach out to people during these transformational times and like kind of like chat with them and like for example like I just started my new job as a dentist and so I like FaceTime called one of my friends in school yesterday that hadn't started yet and I was like oh my god like you need to hear the tea on like how this is and that kind of keeps things alive because it's almost like starting the first day of school together but not together but including them on this like When I came home from work, like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to my room, not talk to anyone, not do anything. But by spending that extra energy to, like, open up my world to people I haven't talked to in a while and to share with people, I think it helps keep that connection alive. Yeah, I think that's really important. You have to make sure you're updating people on your your life in different ways. Because if you don't care to update them, and maybe they're, you know, for whatever reason, they don't uh, update you, then that's how friendships friendships kind of can dissipate. And that... That's going to happen, I think, as we get older, 
the number of friends that you should kind of aspire to have should kind of go down. Uh, to me, like if I have a, a few good friends that mm-hmm. I can trust and spend some time with, have some laughs, like that's that's all I need. Uh, but you, I have most of that in my best friend. Who? Ellie? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Connie. Um, well, so, you know, that's something else to note is if some of some of you guys might be moving in with your significant others for the first time or about to, something that really changed a lot was like just like my friendships once I moved in with Jimmy because all of a sudden it's kind of like you have a built-in friend every single day to hang out with and that's great because you know like you always have someone but then it also changes the amount of energy that you have left I think to hang out with other people for me at least because before I moved in with Jimmy I would FaceTime call friends all day long you know if I got my period if it was a little cloudy I would start feeling really lonely real quick because that was when I was on my own Mm -hmm. but then after moving with Jimmy all of a sudden it kind of felt like that and I see the problem in this but moving in with a significant other it almost feels like it scratches that social itch that you need a lot of the times and so what happened was I had to be a lot more intentional about spending time with my friends and my own friends listening to this are like yeah bitch it's like hard to to make plans with you um but I but I really just realized like I have to try a little extra harder and that's something that like when you move in with a significant other you don't really realize until you do it but it it definitely changes the amount of energy that you have for other people and for relationships but Mm -hmm. It's very important because I was talking to Jimmy before this and I was like, as much as I love you and like we need each other, it's almost like we're better people and better for each other if we have outside relationships as well. Like you can't make your partner everything. Uh, I, I wanted to title <laughs> this. I like texted Jimmy about this episode and I was like, yeah, like we, I, I just want to let people know that they're not alone. And Jimmy's like, but the point of this episode is they are alone. <laughs> you're not alone in feeling alone, but you're alone. We're all alone. And it's fine. That's what adulthood uh, is, is being alone. I think it kind of is. I think it's something that older generations don't talk about as much. It, like, you know, my parents had friends that would kind of, uh, that they would see from time to time. But you definitely don't see people as much once you start having kids and all that well, kind of I stuff. Well, I think in you, our... People are busy living their lives. In our generation, I think that we're more connected than ever, mm-hmm. but we're connecting less than ever, if that makes sense. We're more connected than ever because you could just log onto your phone in your bedroom alone. And you could, like, send off some DMs and, like, get that little ping of, like, oh, mm-hmm. someone's talking to me, right? But in terms of real connection, that happens when you, I think, a lot of times are, like, face-to-face and, like, the body language and, like, spending those pivotal life moments together. Signing up for different things. Like, when I took a comedy class. Oh, I, that's right. Like, we would go get drinks after the class. We have cute. We have a group meet chat. Like, we might get back together. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and even if... You know, it was just this moment in time where we had this comedy class group. Like, it was a special time. That's so cute. And, like, I went to a Digimon trading card game, like, tournament one time. I think... That was fun. Not for me, kind of, in the long term. Didn't see... But, like, met some nice people that I could see myself being friends with. That's actually a great point, though. I think classes are a really good way because it's almost like when you're learning something together, that's, like, the best way to connect because you're all new. Like, I feel like I'm connecting with so many people in my nervous system course. You know, this is a topic that I think that we could go a lot into. I want to try to find a guest, maybe, like, some kind of, like, adult therapist relationship person that can really help us because I just think it's, like, so tough when you're in it to be able to see how to get out of it, too. So I will look for someone that's like 
credentialed to help us with our adult friendships but in the meantime i hope that this episode helped you if anything the whole point of this episode really was to let you know that you really are not alone um there are some things that you can do but at the end of the day i think just acknowledging that it's a really big transition and acknowledging and giving yourself grace that you're doing the best that you can is just really important too like day by day it's gonna get better but i do think also that like it, it, it'll change so much like this isn't going to be forever i know it feels like it's going to be forever but the thing is once you have kids then you become friends but then your kids are your whole life but then you also become friends with your kids friends as parents so i feel like you get a whole like third phase of friendship life like you have your phase when you're in school that's phase one then you have your phase after graduation that's phase two and then you have your phase when you have kids so don't feel like this is it forever because like your social life is just going to keep evolving and um, I think that's something reassuring. I think it's uh, that you're mid to late 20s. It's kinda. a weird time. <laughs> I don't know. They, they, like, they're great, but then at the same time, like, not. I've, I've heard <laughs> it gets better, I'm hoping, in some ways. I can't wait to be, like, 42. Hopefully we're still doing this podcast then, and we can recap how it feels to be 42. Yeah. A very specific age. <laughs> I do turn, I turn 30. Yeah. That's my chief complaint. Someone's special be... birthday next week. Yeah. So anyways, that's all we have for this week. Um, let us know if this was helpful at all. Just send us a DM if you have any other ideas or any other requests. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you liked what you heard today. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye! Bye.